Are you ready, Flyer fans? It's the Anthony Grant Show, presented by Bud Light. Tonight's show is brought to you by... Frickers, for over 30 years, has been the home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. Bud Light, where there's fun, there's a Bud Light there. Premier Health, proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash UD. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers, helping fans stay comfortable all season long. The Anthony Grant Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Now, here's the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hanskin. Hey, good evening, everyone. Welcome again to Frickers, your home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. Uh, And uh, don't forget, uh, a great place uh, when you're out and about running your errands for the holidays to stop by, get yourself a meal, get yourself a carryout, and also get yourself some Frickers gift cards. They make great stocking stuffers. You buy 25, and you'll get a $5 gift card for free. We are here every Monday night, talk a little Dayton basketball, 7 to 8. Coach Grant is joining us uh, remotely this evening, and uh, we'll be talking about uh, a couple of wins for the Flyers last week and two games on tap this week. Also, former Flyer Rex Gardecki is with us, and uh, we're not going to ask him to analyze uh, this Dayton team as he does in our postgame programs, but instead we're going to learn more about Rex Gardecki, the Flyer, and his career and his experiences uh, in a Dayton uniform. Well, Coach uh, Anthony Grant with us here tonight. And Grant, uh, Coach Grant, you, you, you took, I, I guess, the best way to describe your two games last week. Uh, guys came out focused, uh, disciplined, did what they were supposed to do, and, and essentially took care of, of business in getting two wins. When you look at those two victories last week, what's your biggest takeaway? Well, I think our guys, uh, you know, approached the games the right way. I, I thought defensively, they locked into scouting report. And, uh, you know, took advantage of, of a little bit of info we had on our opponent and made the most of that. And then offensively, I thought the first game offensively, it was great to see our, our ability to take care of the basketball. We had a low turnover rate. We were pretty efficient. We were, we, second game, we, we had a tougher time taking care of it. We had a, some, some mental errors where we didn't take care of the ball the way we needed to. But we were, the possessions where we did get a shot, we were pretty efficient with. And I thought both games defensively, uh, the guys did a really good job. You mentioned being efficient uh, offensively, and, and obviously uh, step one is take care of the basketball. But just in, in terms of shot selection, um, boy, you, you, especially in that Northern Illinois game early on and, and in the first half of Alabama State, you pounded the ball inside. And, and does, does, your, does good offense begin with getting the ball inside, whether it's be a pass or drive? Yeah, well, I think, you know, from an efficiency standpoint, we've been really good. You know when we do that, and uh, you know I think our guys are are understanding, you know, with every game, you know where where we where we're at our best, and certainly we want to try to take advantage of those opportunities to get the ball, you know, in the paint, and when when we touch the paint, whether it's to shoot it or to create opportunities on the perimeter, good things usually happen. Some uh, news came out today um, that we want to share with the audience here tonight uh, for the second week in a row. Uh, Malachi Smith has uh, is named the Rookie of the Week in the Atlantic 10 for his performance uh, in those Great. two wins. And uh, I, I guess it, it's hard to ask a freshman to be consistent. And maybe he's not year, not quite year there yet, but are you, is he starting to be a type of guy where on any given day, whether it's practice or a game, you have some kind of idea what, where, what he's going to be like? 
Yeah, you know, I think we're nine games into it, so every game brings a different challenge. You know, so uh, I think so far what we've seen, the evidence in, in the games that we've, we've played so far says that, that he's done a really good job of being prepared to go out there and, and play to his strengths and help his teammates play to theirs. So, you know, with, with him being young and going through this for the first time, that's all you can ask. You know, the fans see the games, uh, you, you see this team all the time. Is, the, is the, the type of energy that we're seeing come game time, is that something that you're seeing on a daily basis in practice? Well, I, we're trying to build that habit. You know, I'd be, I'd be telling a fib if I said we, 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 you know, we play with the energy that we need to every single day. We got a young group that's still understanding. Every, every experience they go through is a first for them. You know, so we got to be able to, to, to understand every day we got an opportunity. Either we're getting better or we're getting worse. Nothing ever stays the same. So, you know, we've got to understand that, and that's the challenge uh, with, with our group, any young group, really any team, is to understand that and make the most of it. You know, when as uh, many guys has got to play in the last uh, two ball games, uh, boy, nothing. Playing time does. It's been my experience that uh, playing time does does a lot to uh, increase the enthusiasm when guys hit the practice floor because uh, they're seeing the results of, of their efforts. Have you have you have you had pretty good? You know, what, what's been the uh, uh, the payoff of those guys getting getting some playing time last two games? Yeah, you know, I hadn't looked at it that way. I, I'm sure, I'm sure that's how. You know, obviously, when you got a young group, that that's really important, guys, to see that their their work is is resulting in in a, a payoff in terms of being able to get minutes in the game. You know, my hope is that you know it's it's not just about you know that that reward, but wanting when you get those minutes, wanting to be able to be at your best and wanting to to go out and 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 be better than your opponent and and forever long you get whether it's four minutes or forty minutes to try to go out and, and dominate you know, on the other side. So to try to become the best you can be. So hopefully that's, that's the focus for our guys. They understand that we're trying to, we're trying to become the best version of ourselves. And in order to do that, we've got to lock in one day at a time and, and build some habits. You know, uh, and just anecdotally in talking to the guys, I'm starting to hear them repeat uh, some of the, some of the things that, that you try to, to instill in them. Uh, I hear guys talking about, well, I'm trying to be uh, great at what I'm good at. Um, is that the best way that, you, that that a guy can approach his, his role in a, on a, in a team game? I believe so. You know, I, I think so. I think, um, you know, for guys, especially young guys and sometimes older guys, just to really understand what am I good at? You know, what are my strengths? And, and you know, we're, we're in a game where, you know, you play both sides of the ball. You play offense and defense. And your skill set out there, sometimes you get to you get to try to, Put in practice, or put in put in, in in practice what you what you work on uh, every day. Whether it's you know your ball handling, your shooting, your passing, uh, whatever it is, right? And and certain guys have to understand that that the game requires me to do what I'm best at, not what I work on, maybe, not what I'm trying to be good at, but what I'm what am I best at? And if I can do that, that helps my teammates take advantage of what they're best at. And, and to me, when you, when you get that both offensively and defensively, now you got a chance to be a good team because now you, now you have a connected group that, that's, that's playing the game the right way. And uh, like we talk about, the sum becomes greater than the individual parts. Yeah, I'm, I'm reminded of one, one of your predecessors, uh, Brian Gregory, once, uh, and once said that after a guy took a bad shot and missed it, 
And he, and he said, well, well, coach, I was open. And BG said to him, you know, son, there was a reason why you were open. <laughs> and keep that in mind next time. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay, well, we're going to talk more about Coach with uh, Coach Grant about uh, some games coming up this week. Uh, the first true road game of the season and what unique uh, challenges that provides. That's coming up on Wednesday at SMU. And then uh, a home game uh, on Sunday afternoon at the UD Arena against Virginia Tech out of the ACC. It's a big week ahead. It's a big night ahead. It's the Anthony Grant Show. We are live at Frickers here on Woodman Drive. The Anthony Grant Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to The Anthony Grant Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Call now, 457-1290. Now back to the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hanskin. Hey, welcome back here to uh, Frickers, your home of fun food, sports, and spirits, uh, and the Anthony Grant Show Monday nights during the Dayton basketball season. Uh, and uh, coming up uh, Wednesday, the Flyers play at SMU and the UD Alumni Associations hosting a game watch at Milano's in Beaver Creek. All Flyer fanatics invited to join at 8 p.m. You don't have to bring your diploma. You don't have to be an alum. It's all are welcome uh, for that. Rex Gardecki, a former Flyer, with us here tonight. Uh, Coach Grant uh, with us on the phone. Dayton uh, now 6-3, and three, getting ready to go to uh, Dallas tomorrow for that Wednesday game against SMU. And then Sunday afternoon against Virginia Tech at home at another sold-out UD Arena. And uh, Rex with us here tonight. Uh, you, you, you remember him from his uh, playing days uh, under Coach Donahue. He's on the post-game uh, shows uh, from Flanagan's. Uh, and then uh, with us here tonight, and you got, a, you got a, anything you want to ask Coach Grant tonight, Rex? Well, I was at practice, as Coach Grant knows today, and, boy, you guys really went hard, and I was impressed uh, how efficient the kids were and how you can see things coming along. What's your theory, Coach, in talking about going for the first road game, the real test going on the situation in the Dallas? I know it's different than playing in Orlando. Yeah, you know, Rex, I really don't have a theory on it. You know, this will be the first experience for our group to go on the road and into uh, an opponent's home home building. So, uh, like all of you, I'm interested to see how we react to it. I, I think um, – like I, like we talked about earlier, you know, I'm a firm believer that basketball is a game of habits. You know, no matter where you play, it's going to be 94 feet by 50, and the rims are going to be 10 foot tall. You know, so we got to go out and we got to play. Obviously, when you have opponents in the building, you know, we know how much it means for us when we're at home and we got the flyer faithful behind us. So now we're going to experience it for the, for the first time being in somebody else's building. So we'll learn a little bit more about our group. Uh, obviously, I, I, I feel good about you know, the way we prepare and the things that we're trying to do. And, and SMU's got a really good team. they got a veteran team, uh, uh, a bunch of older guys. So it'll be a great challenge for us, and, uh, and we're going to do everything we can to come home with the victory. You know, Coach, you mentioned that, you know, when, when, you, when you take your team on the road to play, that, you know, you got to take those habits with you. And, and I've heard other coaches say that, you know, defense and rebounding, uh, that, that, that doesn't depend upon the venue. Sometimes maybe making shots does, but you can defend and you can rebound regardless of where you are, whatever the situation. And in some degrees, those things can be slump-proof. Is, is, that your, is that your opinion as well? Well, we'll find out. You know, like I said, every, every game has its, has its uh, different challenges. This SMU team will pose different challenges than other teams that we've played. You know, so we've got to be able to, to understand what we need to do defensively. You know, like I said, they've got, they've got a good group. Their system is different than other teams that we've played. 
So we got to be prepared. We got to know the scouting report. Uh, we got to make sure that we're locked in in terms of what we need to do. You know, the, the, it, it's so much sweeter um, when you can go in somebody else's building and get a win because those are but that's not easy. No wins are ever easy, but it's always hard to do that. So, you know, this is a, a great test for our group. You know, the next game on our schedule is always the most important one. But, you know, this first road game, you know, feels like it, it's another challenge that our guys uh, will, will have to step up to and answer. Now, I want to talk about rebounding for a little bit because it just doesn't uh, – it, it hasn't been uh, spoken about as much uh, due to the fact that your team is showing marked improvement defensively and the ball is starting to go through the net. But, boy, that's another facet of the game that is also important. Your rebounding numbers are, are good. And what I'm impressed with is that you're get, getting great rebounding uh, from the guard position. Uh, tell us, tell us uh, to what do you attribute that type of success that uh, your guards are rebounding well? Well, I hadn't put a lot of thought into it, but I think we've got good athleticism. You know, I think we got good length. And, and you know, for us, just the understanding that, you know, that has to be a group effort, you know, for us to, to, to be able to, especially on the defensive end, be able to rebound the basketball at a high level, you know, to keep our opponents from getting a second chance opportunities. So I, I think up to this point, we've done a pretty good job at it. You know, um, I think uh, where I think we, we've also improved is offensive rebounding. I think we've done a much better job of, of getting second shots and, and creating more opportunities. And, you know, Mulai had five offensive rebounds in our last game. So that, that was great to be able to, to see that and the effort that he put forth to be able to extend those possessions for us. You know, there, there's a guy that, uh, you know, I, it, it didn't come to him easily, it would be safe to say. Um, are, are you seeing just the, the results of obviously a lot of repetitions in practice, but has he put in the work to now enjoy the, the, the success he's having in his role? Yeah, Larry, I, I would say, you know, it, it's, it's a, a work in progress. You know, I don't think he's anywhere close to where he could be, but I think um, he's seeing uh, the the work that he has put up and up, up to this point, uh, and understanding what we're asking him to do and, and the why to why we're asking him to do it, uh, pay dividends for him. So it's great to see. You know, and um, I think with with the other day, I think he was able to get some extended minutes. Did a lot of good things while he was out there. You know, so I think with every experience, just gaining more confidence and more understanding in terms of what his role needs to be and what he needs to do. You, you mentioned a guy like Moo getting those extended minutes. A lot of guys got some extended minutes uh, on Saturday yeah. against Northern Illinois. I mean, it was uh, you looked at, at you know, who played and how much they played. It was very, very even across the board. Um, there will be times this year where someone gets in foul trouble, someone tweaks an ankle or you know, someone's just not playing well. How how important is it that you've now had guys that have spent some prolonged time on the floor together uh, to know, first of all, whether or not you have confidence in them and whether their teammates can have confidence in each other when you have to make a substitution at a, at a critical time? Yeah, I mean, there's no substitute for experience there. You know that. I mean, the, the more experience we can get these guys to where they're comfortable in their roles and comfortable with each other, and comfortable with our system, the better off they're going to be. You know, so the opportunity the other day to get, you know, guys like, like Mulai and Lynn and, uh, you know, even Demi was able to get about 10 minutes the other day. You know, I think those, those, are, those are really, really valuable for, for a team this early in the season. 
Well, Coach, it seems like to me that the game's slowing down a little bit for some of the, the newer players. Uh, they're picking up the reads on offense. And like I say, Zimmy coming off his health condition, it's, it takes, as you well know, it takes a week or two weeks to get back into the form that he was in before. So that's a, yeah. that's a really nice thing that I see, your depth coming back that, along that way. It reminds me of your VCU teams when you can look down the bench and say, you know, you've got two point guards or you've got two or two threes, and you've got Kobe Brea coming off the bench, and you've got other guys. So I think this is really going to be a big factor for us throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, Rex. I mean, we talked about, you know, I think one of the strengths of our team is, is the depth. You know, and then once we can get – Guys, uh, you know, in terms of like you mentioned, the more the more experiences they get, the more they play, the more comfortable they get with the system, the more confident they get in terms of what we're asking them to do and and why we're asking them to do it. And I think that's at the end of the day, this game is so mental, you know. So I think the more comfortable they are, the more relaxed they are, you know. And the game does start to slow down for them. Yeah, I was looking just adding up the the minutes after the Belmont game. It was sort of wild the numbers. Uh, adding up that Belmont had two six-year kids, three five-year kids, and you put the minutes that our kids have played in four games compared to the minutes the Belmont kid. It was just, it was crazy, and was it was it was just yeah. a fact. It's hard to believe, and it's just as we all know, it's 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 a game of of runs and a game of making stops and rebounding. So I just feel that the, this group is really starting to understand their roles and understand what they're supposed to do more. Yeah, yeah, I think you know, and, and that's college basketball now. I think this this team that will play on 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 Wednesday in SMU. I think when you look at their roster, you're going to see the same. You're going to see a, a a bunch of guys that are you know fifth year guys, guys that are you know in their uh, upper twenties in terms of for college guys and you know twenty three, twenty four years old. You know, so so the experience factor in terms of you know playing college basketball and being around the game. You know, that matters. Now, SMU's got a bunch of guys, I think, that may be new to each other, you know, but uh, but they're veterans to the game. So, yeah, that matters, you know. So the more experience we can get our guys in terms of, of, of playing, you know, against outside competition and, and learning, you know, and, and their ability to learn from film, to learn from the experiences they go through playing the game, I think it's invaluable. Coach, one last thing. I mean, we're not looking past Wednesday at all, but uh, there's another game before we gather back in this format, and that's Sunday at home against uh, Virginia Tech. Uh, a, a team that you played uh, two years ago in Maui. Now, obviously the personnel changes, but the head coach is still there. Does that help at all in beginning what will be a pretty quick turnaround coming off travel to, to host them on Sunday? I, I hope so. I have no idea. I have no idea in terms of uh, – I haven't, haven't had the opportunity to see Virginia Tech this year. I, I do know um, from, from the last time we played them, uh, they, they've had a lot of success. Uh, they, they've done a, a, a tremendous job in the ACC of making themselves uh, competitive and, relative and relevant. So, um, yeah, that will be a very challenging test for us. But we're, we're going to focus on the task at hand. Absolutely, and we'll let you do just that, and uh, we'll let you go here tonight, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you uh, in Dallas, and I'll see you on the plane tomorrow. Sounds good. All right. Take care, guys. Anthony Grant uh, wrapping up uh, things with us here tonight, but we've got uh, more to come. A reminder, Malachi Smith, uh, second week in a row, has been named uh, the Atlantic 10 Rookie of the Week, and Dayton does have those two games this week against uh, SMU on Wednesday and then Virginia Tech coming up on Sunday. 
more about that. And we're going to learn more about Rex Gardecki in a flyer uniform when we continue. It's the Anthony Grant Show. We're live at Frickers here on Woodman Drive. The Anthony Grant Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to The Anthony Grant Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Call now, 457-1290. Now back to the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hanskin. Hey, welcome back here to Frickers uh, on Woodman Drive, your home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. The Anthony Grant Show, Monday nights, uh, 78. Uh, Dayton basketball season continuing with two games this week at SMU on Wednesday at 8, and then a 2 o'clock game at the UD Arena on Sunday against Virginia Tech. Malachi Smith named the A-10 Rookie of the Week for the second straight week. He averaged 13.6 rebounds, 4.5 assists, and 4.5 steals a game. And the Flyers wins over Alabama State and Northern Illinois last week. That is stuffing Those are some the numbers. stat sheet right there. <laughs> hey, another reminder for that SMU game Wednesday, UD Alumni Association hosting a game watch at Milano's in Beaver Creek. All Fire fanatics invited to join that game. That tips off at 8 o'clock. Well, we mentioned that uh, Rex Gardecki was with us here tonight. And uh, as promised, with uh, you know, I've had some of the guys that uh, are part of our post-game uh, coverage and uh, other former Flyers uh, joining us on the Anthony Grant Show here on Mondays. And uh, but don't we're not asking you to to get, analyze this year's team and stuff like that. We want the fans to know the guy that they hear in Flyer feedback and the guy they see uh, here tonight. So coming out of Miamisburg, yes, sir, the like the pride of Miamisburg. <laughs> And you opted to go to the University of Dayton. Tell us, tell, tell us about the recruiting process to start with. Well, back then it was a little bit different because you could really go to any place you wanted to. It was unextended visits. You just went in. Uh, I was very fortunate to have a great high school coach, a guy by the name of Pat Haley that played at Bowling Green. He came when I was a seventh, I think a seventh or eighth grader. So we would practice together. And then Pat became my coach when I was a freshman. And so, you know, he was just coming off his Bowling Green career with Nate Thurman and Butch Conlives. And people didn't realize what a great player Pat was. He played on the old AAU teams. He played for the NCR teams. So that really was a factor for me that that's what I wanted to concentrate was on, on basketball. And Pat was really more of a father figure for me. And we played a really demanding schedule. Back then, Miamisburg was a lot smaller than they are today. Uh, we had two games with Middletown. We had two games with Hamilton. We had two games with Fairfield. And uh, the schedule was extremely hard, but it made us better going into it. Our junior year, we were 19-2. and two. We are the third-ranked team in the state, and we didn't have a player over six foot. We pressed. We ran up and down the court, and we averaged about 88 points a game. So the recruiting process started, and Pat was thinking, you know, where do you want to make your decision where you want to go? I visited, gosh, numerous schools. I visited Kentucky at Ohio State, and I just wasn't sure what it was. Dayton was just coming off the NCAA finals, and it was easy to make that decision. So Pat, at my end of my junior year, says, Rex, what do you want to do? And I said, well, I, I'm not sure along those lines. And he, that's when he informed me, he says, if you go to Dayton, I'm going to Dayton with you. <laughs> so a lot of people didn't know that. So had her senior year and had a very successful senior year, uh, was runner-up for player of the year in Ohio, and made my decision. But I didn't want anybody else to know, so I did make a trip to, to uh, Kentucky. But Adolph was starting to get a little 
senile, I guess you can say the right thing. So Joe B. Hall, I could see the handwriting on the wall. And I was recruited by Mike Pratt and Bob McCown, two great players at Kentucky. So I made up my mind to go to UD. And, you know, after that, it was, it was a dream, dream season. Uh, so, so, so tell us about, about your career. You came in there uh, at the heels of uh, that, that trip to the Final Four, but uh, some certainly not empty years by all means. And uh, what, was, what were some of the highlights of your playing days? Oh, gosh. Our, um, you know, you had to play the freshman schedule back then, which I thought was great. Uh, Chuck Rigsby was our, our freshman coach, but we would be on the side of the field house. And when Coach Donner would say, okay, let's get over to the scout team. So that really, I think that really helped me uh, along those lines. You got, you know, you get mature physically and mentally. So going into our sophomore year, I was played my freshman year average about 24, 25 points a game. I'm thinking I'm going to get a lot of minutes going into that next year. Uh, went in to dunk a basketball over somebody and sort of got undercut and ended up blowing my knee out, my ACL and MCL, so it had major surgery. So I had to sit at that season. And when I came back, I was really just a shell of myself. You know, I was playing on one leg, and Bucky always said I was probably the best one-legged player in America. <laughs> but uh, that year, we had an unbelievable schedule when I look back on, on it. Uh, we had beat Notre Dame twice. We beat Xavier twice. Western Kentucky came in. Uh, they were ranked number one or number two, if I remember right, in the country. And it was a snowy, rainy night, and it was just a miserable. But we had like 13,000 people in the arena. They had Jim McDaniels, who was the number one pick. Uh, Jim Rose was, went in the first round, and we beat them uh, I, by eight or nine points. So that was a successful season. And, you know, we went on to the NCAA and I think lose, lose to Duke. And then, then in the recruiting process, it was sort of ironic. Coach Donaher knew that Donald Smith was really a good friend of mine. I would go and play it with Donald on the west side, and he would come to Miamisburg and play. So we became really good friends along that line, and that's when Coach said to me, I want you to help recruit Donald Smith. <laughs> and I knew that meant that you know my playing time was probably going to be limited. And so I always tell people, you know, I could have taken a bad road, but a bad bad kid and said no I'm not going to do that but I knew I knew that Donald and Mike Sylvester and that group was going to be so successful when they came in so so that limited my time coming into that my senior year the knee got progressively worse along the lines and I went to coach and said something you know it's better off that Donald and some of those guys get more minutes I don't mind coming off the bench and that was fine so that's how I really relaxed my relationship with coach Donaher that he was very honest with me and told me exactly how he felt but I can remember when I went down with that knee and he came out and he was crying so it just showed the compassion I had for coach Donaher so it's a you know he's still a great great friend yeah we're gonna learn more about uh, what uh, Rex has done then post playing days at UD but like they say you're forever a flyer we'll continue it's the Anthony Grant show we are live here at Frickers on Woodman Drive the Anthony Grant Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to The Anthony Grant Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Call now, 457-1290. Now back to the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hanskin. Hey, welcome back here to Frickers, your home of fun food, sports, and spirits. Don't forget the Frickers uh, gift cards. You buy uh, $25, you get a $5 gift card free. and make great gifts, great stocking stuffers, or, you know, you're going to come here and eat anyway. Just buy them for yourselves, okay? Uh, the Anthony Grant Show every Monday night here, uh, 7 8. Coach was with us earlier uh, remotely on the phone as uh, Dayton will be heading out to Dallas tomorrow to take on SMU. 
Wednesday night at 8 o'clock and then another game this uh, week on Sunday. Uh, that will be a 2 o'clock tip at the UD Arena against Virginia Tech and then head into exam week. So critical, I mean, this is a critical stretch coming up, uh, both in terms of the games the guys are playing plus their academic uh, lives uh, these next two weeks, uh, very important weeks uh, for the Dayton Flyers. So uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that, of course, but right now we're talking with Rex Vardecki, who uh, you hear on our post-game coverage uh, on Flyer Feedback and, and a guy that uh, – Played at Dayton. Uh, part of that transition from the Fieldhouse oh, days wow. to the arena. Uh, how, how cool was it to be a part of what you know, and really kind of an historic era? Yeah, because uh, when we were being recruited, that was really the main thing that Coach Donner would. It said, you know, you will be hopefully the first group that goes into the arena and plays. And some of you probably remember uh, they had a accident about six months before the arena was done. And I think tragically, a few people were killed when the roof fell off. And uh, so we weren't sure, but they end up getting it done and we were able to play in that situation. So yeah, you go from the field house of 5,000 people to a 13,000 cavernous place with a the floor that you remember it was yeah. it was it was different and that was just great for your knees wasn't it <laughs> yeah. it was a different experience you'd be dribbling down the floor and all of a sudden the ball would just die on you so uh but we all went through that and uh it worked out perfect and boy and i had some some great teammates um pat mernon and and jim larkin we called Diggett, who was on the freshman team with us and then george janky was little bit a year older and Kenny May and Donnie May and Bobby Joe Hooper had just left with Dan Sadler, but they were very helpful in recruiting process. I remember vividly we were playing Fairfield at Miamisburg and I looked across the stands and Donnie May and Bobby Joe Hooper were sitting on the bench with my high school coach and I thought, wow, you know, can this get any better for that? And I had one of those dream nights. I think I got 46 or 48 points and everything was going in. So yeah, and Coach Donner was really the, the main figure when it came down to the recruiting process. He really was not that much older than all of us at that time. And he inherited you know, a situation from Tom Blackburn. But he was honest and he was sincere. And he, what he never promised you playing time. He didn't do this and that. But he, you, know, you knew that you were going to get a fair shake with Coach. And he was. I mean, you know, he's in the Hall of Fame. I mean, what can people say about that? So I'm, you know, I'm grateful for him for you know, what he's done for me. I know it was very important for him for uh, his guys to have the names on the back of their jerseys because mm -hmm. he, he said, he goes, I want people in the stands to know my guys' names, know who they are, because I want them, after this basketball is over, to have a future, and, and it can start here in the Dayton area. So where, where, did, uh, where did things take you post-basketball? Well, I thought about getting into coaching, but I can remember vividly Coach Donner says, you don't want to get into this crazy business. <laughs> And I didn't. So uh, I was in the insurance business for a while and still had the itch to coach. And then I got involved with a commercial printing company here in Dayton. And it gave me the opportunity of time to sort of get away. So uh, a really very, very good friend of mine that played at Ohio State and was a player of the year in Ohio, Dan Gerhardt from Chaminade, just, just a wonderful person. And Dan said to me years and years ago, would you sort of help me? Uh, his coach was Jim Tervine, who coached him at Chaminade, and a lot of you people remember that name. So I helped Dan for quite a few years. Then 
wanted to get back in my roots at Miamisburg, so uh, got involved with that. And uh, Tim Fries, who's the head coach there, he and I are, are best of friends, and he gave me the opportunity to, to do something I think other coaches would not. Uh, Tim was relatively new. When I went there, we were able to put whatever I wanted into, and I told him to this day, I said, I don't know if I could have done it if, if I was in a different situation. So even though we were, you know, I was probably could have been his father, he was very instrumental and let me do what I wanted to do. And, and over those years, we've had some, we really had some successful teams. Uh, went to the district final four or five times. Uh, the last couple of years, we had a kid by the name of Jason Hubbard that I think is going to be a Division One player. He's a Taylor right now. He's about 6'6". He is a man, and he's averaging about 23, 24 points a game. So we've had some great players that, that, that play there. And as you well know, the community in Miamisburg, it's just, it's the best. I mean, businesses are, are so helping. And Ed Young said to me when he came back for our last thing for Coach Donner, he says, gosh, he said, I, I do business in Miamisburg, and everybody knows you, and it's, it's a great community. And I said, yeah, it, it really is. It's just, it's a, still a small town but a lot of great people. I can remember being at a at an establishment there having lunch one day, and you walked in. I shouted across the room, there's the greatest basketball player in the history of Miamisburg. And you stopped like, okay, who's, who, who said that? Who said that? But yeah, that, it's, 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 it's a great community. So, But I decided, you know, I've had some back surgery like you have, and I thought it was time to sort of get out. And then I went to Anthony about four years ago, and I said, listen, I still would sort of like to be involved in somehow in basketball. And he looked at me and says, come to practice. He says, you're a former flyer. And then, uh, you know, one thing led to another. Then I co called Coach Donaher and I said, Coach, now I want you to be honest with me. Do you think I'm too old to do something with the radio part? And he looked at me and he says, Rex, you're young. <laughs> and I thought, well, Coach, in your eyes, I am young. So, um, had the fortune to call you and sit down, and I'm, I'm just thrilled to death to do my part. And, you know, it's, it's so much fun doing it with, with both Johns, and hopefully I can do it, you know, as long as I can. Absolutely. Well, you know, uh, the, the, the bonds that are formed um, at, at UD, whether it's, it's player to coach, coach to player, player to fans. Yes. Um, it, 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 it transcends a, a lot of things that we see. Yeah, it's, you know, there were so many good people involved. Uh, Milk Canner, who, you know, unfortunately passed away a few years ago. Gosh, what a, a great supporter of the basketball program. And at the end of my junior when the Dayton was in getting ready to go to the, uh, excuse me, the NIT against Kansas, and Milk called me and he says, if they beat Kansas or something, the game before that, I can't remember who it was, he says, we're going to fly to New York. And I thought, he's probably breaking all the recruiting things <laughs> back in those days. And I'm praying, sitting there watching that little black and white TV thing, please win so I can get on my first tri plane trip. But, yeah, people like Milton, Dr. West that we go back, and just all you people have been so supportive and, and have helped our basketball program. You know, it's just there's nothing like it. I was talking to the Northern Illinois coach before the game the other day, and he said something about, gosh, this, this place looks brand new. And I said, well, they built it. In, you know, 1969, I said for $5 million, and they put $70 million in it. And he says, well, do they sell out? And I said, wait for another hour, and you'll see. So I said, how many people do you draw? He says, well, on a good day, we get 1,800 people. So I said, it is, this place is, is special, and our fans are special. And I think this group of, of kids, I think give them time. I know everybody wants immediate success, and I know we all do, but 
This group is learning. They're starting to understand their roles. And as I said to Coach Granador, I think he's getting the depth that he had at VCU. And someone goes down with a, you know, an ankle sprain or you get two fouls. Tumani gets two fouls the other night in the first three minutes of the game and guys come off the bench. And that's, that's going to happen. I mean, this is a long season and things are going to happen. So I just, I, I'm, as I said to John Bedell Saturday, I'm cautiously optimistic. I mean, going on the road, it's going to be an interesting situation how we do. But if we can eliminate the turnovers and get more shots, as Bobby Knight used to say, possessions, 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 we're going to be fine. All right. Well, Rex Gardecki, thanks for joining us here tonight. Uh, Dayton with a big week ahead. Uh, 8 o'clock tip-off on Wednesday at SMU. Our pregame coverage starts at 7. Also a 2 o'clock tip-off on Sunday home at the UD Arena against Virginia Tech. We'll be back here next Monday night to talk about it then. On behalf of our engineer producer tonight, Kirsten Johnson, Back at our studios, Alex Schilling and former Flyer Rex Gardecki. I'm Larry Hanskin. And also on behalf of the coach, Anthony Grant. Have a great week, everyone. Go Flyers. The Anthony Grant Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk.